but it takes a long time. That's what I've learned. Um, I'm actually using the same basic graphics that I made for my very first video. Oh, nice. The templates. Um, I've tweaked them over the years a bit. But now I have, I have templates set up to sort of streamline the whole process. So All right. We are recording. Today I have on Matt Notley. He's the founder of Left Handed Guitarist, and he teaches people how to play guitar. Uh, he has tutorials on YouTube on how to play guitar if you are left-handed. Uh, it's, it's a pretty impressive uh, channel, but the, the main, uh, I guess, differentiator is that his tutorials, they're really quick, really concise. They don't have a lot of fluff. It's basically all how to play the chords. Uh, Matt displays, uh, you know, all the different ways to, uh, to play a song and then just goes over it uh, and any parts of the instructional, he's talking while he's playing. So it's really concise, uh, probably better than any paid product you could get uh, oh, for, for learning for learning guitar if you're a left-handed player. So Matt, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. No worries. Um, I know you got to look at the questions already. So uh, let's just start with the first one. Uh, it's what are you most excited about working on right now and why is that? Um, Okay, well, at the moment, I've, I'm approaching nearly 200 lesson videos yeah. that I'm done, and I feel like that's quite a nice base to like have all completed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm at the point where I'm thinking about expanding into some different types of videos to mm -hmm. go alongside that, because mm -hmm. you know you, I'm, I've done all the a lot of the big songs that people want to learn, and it's it's harder and harder to think of new things all the time. So um, yeah. I want to try and get into different types of music education stuff, maybe uh, video essays or an, uh, analyzing songs or guitar techniques and things like that. Yeah. Um, and to do that, the other thing I have to do is become a lot more comfortable on camera, which is something I've kind of avoided. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, from the start, it was something I kind of didn't want to do was be on camera because uh, I, I get very anxious about it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, it's been quite a nice process to sing can I push myself to do this? Can I get more comfortable? Can I practice? Can I do things? So that's all in happening right now. Okay. So have you been, um, Oh, I have a couple questions about this. Okay. Well, I'll go with the first one. Then you said a video essay. Uh, yeah. could you explain what that is a little bit? Okay. Um, video essays have become quite popular on YouTube over the past few years, mostly around films. People will sort of, uh, take, an aspect of, of maybe filmmaking and they'll really go in depth and explore it and create a sort of mini documentary almost uh, maybe only five minutes long mm -hmm. where they um, sort of analyze things and give their theories about why things work and how things work. So if I were to transfer that onto music and guitar playing, I could analyze um, like how a song was written, um, what the chords are, what the theory behind it is and why it sounds the way it does, the production mm -hmm. of it, things like that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, so you said that you're kind of, you were reluctant to get on camera. Mm -hmm. You're working on it. So what does that look like? Are you shooting practice videos on your own, doing multiple takes, seeing how you yeah. look, those kind of things? I've, I sort of um, asked around sort of in the community for advice. How do you get comfortable on camera and taking what people have said? It's basically, I've been sort of just sort of sitting there practicing, like let the camera run until I forget that it's running and just talk about things and just sort of talk about my day and do things and just to the point where you forget that the camera's there and yeah. it starts to become much, much easier. And when, huh. then, then when you remember the camera's there, it will sort of so it goes back into focus and you're like, look, <laughs> <laughs> sort of not trip over that. Then, yeah. yeah. 
No, that makes sense. It's like building up the muscle memory of having yeah. that feel. So if the camera's not there. Does it all the time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that is interesting. I know what you mean. I've had to do a couple, a couple videos where it was something specific I had to talk about, and it was like the more you think about it, the camera's mm -hmm. there just tripping over my words. So yeah, and you and you start to realize how much you like stutter or you say um or you just sort of <laughs> things like that, and yeah, it's it's working on eliminating that stuff. Working from a script, maybe sometimes you might prepare stuff to say, and, uh, and mm. try to not make it sound fake or forced. Just sort of make it sound conversational. It's yeah, the, the thing I'm working on. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a whole skill in itself. Um, so, one of the questions I have is, I'm guessing you were were you a guitar instructor prior? You weren't just a guitar player; yes. you were an instructor prior. Yes, so you started on the channel. I, I still I teach privately one-on-one -on -one students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like a, a day job thing as well. So yeah. <laughs> a day job. So yeah. what made you decide to start left handed guitarist? Did you, how did you kind of know there'd be a market for it? What, what, what was that decision process like? Um, it, it was gestating for quite a while. Um, teaching one-on-one -on -one is fun, but after a while it becomes routine. Mm -hmm. uh, like you're teaching the same things to the same to different students you're telling them the same things and you're getting the same results and sometimes you get a really fun student but a lot of the time you're doing the same thing and I've always had this need to sort of do something creative it's just always been part of me maybe whether it's writing or drawing or music or things like that I just want to do creative stuff and I was at the time I was um I was doing three did three jobs sort of I was working retail during the mornings, I was teaching guitar during the afternoons and evenings, and on the weekends, I gigging in bands. Oh, okay. I still, I still am doing that as well. Yeah. And uh, it got into this very much a routine that I felt, no, I need to break out of this. I need to do something creative and flex myself a bit. And uh, I'd always use YouTube as a as a resource resource for guitar learning, and I'd watch the videos on there, and I always get very frustrated with yeah. the way the typical YouTube guitar lesson is done. Someone sitting there talking, telling you where to put your fingers for each chord. Uh, before they'd even start, they'd try to sell you something or they'd talk about what the song means to them and they'd tell stories and it's just got nothing to do with learning the song. <laughs> there, there was one, which I think the one that really just made put you me, over the edge. <laughs> yeah, was one where a guy sat down and he said, before I teach you this song, I'm gonna recite a poem that I've written. Oh God. I was like, what? So I just stopped the video. And, <laughs> Um, this ends today. Yeah. So yeah, that it started like that, and um, I wanted to do videos that were very short, very easy to digest, that just taught the song. I wanted to do it visually. I wanted things on screen, so you could, because the whole idea of the video was partly self-learning. I think that's the best way to learn, where you actually have to take something in and process it for yourself. So having chord diagrams on screen means you have to look at them and you have to remember them. And I always say the best thing to do is actually write these chord shapes down. So you actually internalize them and take them in. And the chords at the bottom as well. It's, it's a visual audio process that sort of feedback thing. So you, you're constantly taking things in as the song is playing. And, and you can see what my hands are doing with the strumming and everything. So it's all the idea whether it was that it's all on screen at once. Yeah. So there's no need for all these extra explanations. It's all just visual. Um, the left-handed thing came just for the simply the fact that where are the left-handed tutors on YouTube? Why is there nothing for me on here at all? Um, I, I mean, I was kind of used to it growing up playing left-handed guitar and buying books. There's very little left-handed material 
in yeah. the books that you so I'd, I'd have to re- mirror all the diagrams myself all the time and that's bad like that. so um there's no reason why you can't include left and right-handed material in a video so i make sure to put both in there and that's that's all it came from really just wanted to do things differently and uh see how it went nice okay yeah that was going to be one of my questions i was afraid to ask is what the other diagram was but yes you answered yeah. it. On, the, on one side of the screen's for lefties the other yeah. side I don't forget the right-handers because if I did just let left-handed material, I'd have a much, much smaller audience. Yeah. I want to include everyone. No, that makes, that makes sense. Um, I was going to get into some, what you might, what you might start doing, but the thing about materials is interesting because that was a pain point for you learning guitar. Are you, do you already have any, or are you thinking of making some of your own materials to replace some that aren't great um, for people that are left-handed? Um, a little bit. What I do through my Patreon page is you can um, get down, download chord charts of the songs that I've written, and I, I do them in left-handed versions and right-handed versions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the main thing at the moment. I, I I really struggle to think of things to offer through Patreon, and everything on there has come through people asking for them. Mostly, mm-hmm. I, I always get people saying, "Where where can I get the chord sheet for this song, or where can I get the backing track for this song?" So I started putting them up and saying, "Yep, that's." part of the patreon page you can get all that stuff and what like what i guess level of uh support do patrons have to be at to get to get access to those for the, for the chords it's the basic just one dollar a month oh wow stuff yeah because um nice. i mean they, they take a little while to make but i do them as a matter of course anyway when i'm making a video i, I need to have a reference sheet so I, it's not too much extra effort to just offer that to other people as well yeah 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 and then everything else i, I got up in little like the uh, the backing tracks that's three dollars and then you can actually get access i make them in a program called guitar pro so uh, at high levels I, I let you download the actual raw backing tracks that i made and you can edit them yourself and mess around with them as much as you want oh that. wow and that's that's at the one dollar level as well now that's up uh, going nearer to ten dollars for that sort of stuff okay. nice. uh, yeah have a few different levels yeah that's great no that's awesome um yeah, I'm sure people love, love messing around with those tracks too. Um, so when you were thinking about doing this, this, I guess, company to teach people about left-handed, left-handed guitar, was the YouTube channel your only like main idea for this? Or did you have other ideas that you're still planning on making? Did you know you would want to expand it out to a side or a Patreon account? What, what were you thinking when you um, started it? I think at the very start, I was going to, because this was around 2011, 2012, um, there was this whole thing of where you could buy online courses that people had made on various websites. And I was mm-hmm. thinking I was going to do that. I was going to create a bunch of pre-recorded videos on learning guitar and I'd put them up and you could just buy them all as a package. Mm-hmm. The more I sort of thought about that and the more I saw the stuff on YouTube, the, I started going more towards YouTube because it was much more dynamic. I could it was much less of a time investment as well. I wouldn't have to do everything at once and upload it all together. I could just do videos weekly as I felt like doing them. Uh, whenever inspiration hit, I could just make a new video. Um, so yeah, one, once I locked onto YouTube, it pretty much stayed that as the main thing. Patreon came later because Patreon wasn't really a big thing when I started the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, Patreon more recently got big. So you kind of knew that YouTube was going to be your main, main content. I think so. Yeah. Especially back then YouTube felt like a a pretty safe uh, investment of 
a way to spend your time these days is a lot it's a bit more rocky uh, if you're start if you want to go brand new into youtube you've got i think you've got a little bit more work to do now than i did back then i went in at a, a, an okay time to do it when was that when was this the first videos i put up were in 2012 oh yeah yeah yes youtube is extremely competitive <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is definitely um so when you were getting started uh with your with your channel and and just making your material in general, were there any blogs or books or mentors or resources that you used or any that you'd recommend? Yes. Um, at the start, it was basically asking around on forums and looking at other YouTube videos for advice on what to do with a YouTube channel. And uh, most of that stuff was about making sure your descriptions and your titles and your tags are all very good for so people can discover your videos easily, mm. uh, having nice thumbnails and things like that. Um, Eventually, I, I really got into Reddit and I found some really good subreddits that excellent advice like uh, partnered YouTube and now there's new tubers, which are really, really good communities that mm. give tons of great advice and criticism on the videos you've made, things like that. Oh, wow. That's a good one. New tubers. That's just a community. It's just a community on Reddit. Yeah. Um, they'll give you, uh, it's a lot of the same questions all the time, but if you read through them, you'll, you'll, you'll get a good idea of some really good advice of what to do. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I'll definitely check that out. Um, and then, so for before, I guess, before you started any of this online stuff, what was your professional background and was there any jobs you've had that, that helped you kind of prepare to, you know, make really high quality content or yeah. What was your professional background? like? Nothing, especially professional. I, I've sort of always yeah. been a bit of a self-employed do it myself kind of, person behind it um yeah likewise I, I was stuck in retail for a long time mm -hmm. I, did, I didn't know what what else to do and eventually I, I really pushed to do something with playing guitar I, I went to a, a music academy here um did a degree in, in music performance and guitar performance met lots of cool people joined bands things like that and they had a whole business side to the course as well mm -hmm. which honestly it was really boring, but um, <laughs> it gave you lots of good advice, but it was geared more yeah. towards working in the industry. Okay. That stuff was. So um, when it kind of, they didn't do much about YouTube wasn't the big deal. It was back then. This was like in 2008, I was doing this. So YouTube was pretty young back then. And I don't think there was really a career path defined within this course for that. So uh, I, I kind of blindly found my way through with a lot of this stuff myself and just uh, asking advice of as many people as I can online, uh, other channels and other musicians, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like you had to kind of fend for yourself a lot in the world of freelancing and, mm. and uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah. Cause if, if I could see, I could see a music school's business stuff being more industry focused. Yeah. What then would you recommend for other musicians who are thinking, you know, I need to have, some supplemental income besides just teaching. Like if you had to start all over and you didn't have a YouTube channel and a Patreon, what would you, what would you suggest those people do? Music teachers, like what's their cool. game plan? Uh, <laughs> you might not know, but I figured I'd, I'd throw it out there. It's yeah. That's, it's quite difficult. Um, yeah. Teaching and gigging is the basic bread and butter of, of every musician. I think any musician should teach just as a matter of course. Um, I, I know I have, I know musicians who are in, like function bands and they're really regular you join an agency and you can get regular gigs um I've, I've sort of stayed more on the do it myself side of things again so 
I'm, I'm gigging most weekends, but they're not always big gigs. So I always needed some extra income from somewhere else. Um, which is why probably having a normal part-time job is really, really helpful. I, I decided not to do that because yeah. it was, it was killing me. I know. I, I think doing something creative is, is really worthwhile like this. Um, the YouTube route is definitely a little bit more difficult now because they've added all these restrictions into where you have to be before you can start earning any money off it. Okay. Um, plus, don't expect to earn that much money until you're away down the line and you're, and you're really getting the views and the subscribers in. Um, so I, I think doing a YouTube channel is worth it, but you need to have something fairly unique that fills a niche because nowadays on YouTube, everything is being done already more or less Yeah. Uh, like um, gaming videos. There's absolutely no point in being a YouTuber who streams games yeah. because there's 20,000 other people doing it already yeah. unless you're doing something really unique with it. So you have to apply the same idea to musical things as well. I think you have to find, try to find something that people aren't doing or do it in a different way to the people that other people are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> I think it goes back to what we said. It's just like YouTube is very competitive now. Mm-hmm. And what is it? May 2018. Uh, okay. So I also want to ask you about your presentation. Has it changed much? How has your production process for your videos changed? What have you learned since, since starting doing these instructionals? Um, that it takes a long time. That's what I've learned. Um, I'm actually using the same basic graphics that I made for my very first video. Oh, nice. The templates. Um, I've tweaked them over the years a bit, but now I have, I have templates set up to sort of streamline the whole process. So it it doesn't take quite as long as it used to like the, the basic chord diagrams and all that stuff. I've just got ready made things that I can drop in or I can edit them really, really easily if I need new shapes, new diagrams and things like that. Um, but not much has really changed about that. I've, I've got more into the audio side of it, trying to improve that and uh, sort of the, the area that I'm filming in. Because I used to do it in my old bedroom at my old place where there wasn't that much light. And uh, I, I realized, you know, you need some good light, you need some good audio to make this stuff presentable. Yeah. Like that. But um, not too much has changed from the start because I, I felt like it worked from the beginning, kind of what I was doing. That's awesome. I think most people would feel like that's an envious position to be in, just starting off on the right foot with your videos. But it sounds like you, like you said, it was gestating. So I'm sure you gave it a lot of thought before you even got on there and started. Um, so I should have a couple more questions. Uh, one of them is, where do you see left-hand left-handed guitarists going? I guess what would be like your wildest? I guess. <laughs> vision of where it could go what what, what are you thinking is, is there anything interesting you're thinking of working on you mentioned you used to be thinking about video courses anything else you're thinking about um yeah like, like i said because i've i've done quite a lot of less uh, song lesson videos now i'd like to branch into some slightly other directions around still around music and guitar playing mm-hmm. but um i mean i play piano too so it'd be quite fun to sort of introduce a piano side to things in there as well um, but yeah, I, I want to explore more into the theory side of music. I want to do video essays. I want to, I want to engage the community a little bit more than I have in previous because um, that's where a lot of great ideas come from, and uh, they're all really supportive people that sort of watch my videos. And I'd, I'd love to 
get some good feedback and work with people on that kind of stuff. Um, I'm also really geeky, so I'd, lo I'd love to do like a secondary channel, sort of in a similar style, but about other things, about movies and TV and games and books, and you because know, I'm into all that stuff. I'd love to sort of move over and do that on the side as well, sort of things around that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Like what kind of things for movies and games and books? You mean like just reviews or like what? Uh, I'm trying to picture it. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the thing I, I haven't gone into it in a lot of thought yet but um yeah. essay kind of stuff deconstructing stuff uh talking about why stuff works why stuff doesn't work things like that um reviews yeah just a sort of it and i think youtube is great for people talking about things they're passionate about um it's infectious when you find someone who really loves something and they talk about it in an interesting way and uh, and they can get you excited about it and uh that's the kind of side of things i quite enjoy um but educational as well I, 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 use, I use youtube to learn things that's what it's always been about for me so i want to kind of do that that's interesting yeah no you're you're so right it is infectious when someone is really passionate about it i was talking to uh this, this gentleman mark hanelin he's the creator of uh, uh advanced knife bro which is <laughs> a camping review channel where he's a cinematographer does his day job so he does these crazy scripted videos of like, he doesn't like their old action films. Oh, and cool. he, he says one thing that gets you really good at what you're, you're saying, uh, becoming passionate about a subject is learning to script a video around a single object. <laughs> like all the different shots that tell a story with like no words around a single object. He's like to develop that, that ability to be like, get your audience captivated with a yeah. simple topic. Um, some more idea that's, that's interesting though, because that does differentiate videos a lot that I've seen where you're like, well, this person is like, there's something special here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's, uh, personality is a big factor on YouTube, which mm. again is something because I didn't don't appear on camera much is something I feel like I have neglected. Yeah, and I'd like to rectify that a little bit. Yes, no, I feel I feel the same way about the artistic sense because I've I'm so I have so many things I have to improve on like the my eye for detail with. Uh, a design <laughs> so yeah. like when he was saying that about scripting videos i was like i need to learn this <laughs> i need this uh that's interesting though so is there any chance that you're going to just start doing that on left-handed guitarist or are you not sure if you're going to start a different channel or that, that would probably be a secondary channel because I, I think it's a good idea to keep things separate like that i mean i mean if they were geeky music things then it would fit in on the left-handed guitarist channel but movies books games and stuff would probably have to be separate maybe i'll be like left-handed geek or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what, what if like you start doing video essays or or you know like a lifestyle video and your audience was just like matt we just want you to vlog <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> just like <laughs> around the camera all day yeah um that would be okay i think you have to listen to what your audience wants. I think that's quite important. Um, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, I, I would inject as much variety as I can because that, that's always been quite important. I think uh, don't just do one thing. Try to change it up. Um, yeah. But don't don't forget the things you were doing. Keep them, but do stuff alongside. That's the way to go, I think. Yeah. No, the core, the core content and the instructionals and then whatever your audience seems to, to enjoy. That's awesome, though. So what, what sort of things have they, I guess... 
tipped you off to that they might want to see in the future? Are there any comments you're getting pretty regularly now? Um, it's, it's usually song requests. That's, that's always the big thing. And um, I spent a long time debating how to accept song requests because it's really difficult if they don't fit in with the channel or if they don't match the style of kind of music that I've been doing. Um, so I've, I finally added it on as a Patreon thing that you can suggest artists that you'd like to see me do and then we'll all take a vote on which ones come to the top. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's, um, I, I, so I tried to discuss it with the community about how to do it because just taking direct requests is a bit of an unfeasible challenge because I would be swamped. Yeah. Tons of people and um, it would be a ridiculous amount of work for a song that I might not particularly want to do or think this song just doesn't work with the channel. So it needed to be curated. Yeah. Somewhat. Um, that's kind of the route that's been going down. Oh, that's kind of cool though. Kind of outsourcing the curation to your audience. Mm -hmm. I like that. It's a cool idea. And you just do that with some sort of poll on Patreon? Yeah, it was, a, it was just a poll. Okay. Yeah. And I, I just decided to choose like the top three results would be the ones that get done. But the specific songs, I would choose them myself. They would just choose the bands that they want to hear me do. Oh, okay. That's how it works at the moment. Anyway. I see. So what's an example of like, a request where you it was automatically a no you're just like no <laughs> um, that's a good question there, there are people i can't think of a specific but there are definitely people who suggest sort of stuff that's very electronic yeah or that's the, the hardest one if because i do mostly just chord stuff strum, strumming style okay. if the song is really sort of riff based and it's based around individual <laughs> no like super technical uh, guitar riffs yeah <laughs> I, I can't like just melters. yeah it's like i can't present that in in the form that, that I'm doing it, i can't I just figure the charts like, like yeah just all this just ridiculous amount of stuff changing at the speed of light it just it just can't work that way it has to be pretty simple songs that require don't that can just you can just strum through yeah i can see why that wouldn't work on your channel at all you should just do a spoof video with like lights flashing like well, i did an april a Fool's smoke video. machine <laughs> this year i did an april fool's video i did a spice girl song Oh, like, nice! But it ha which actually turned out to be really popular. That's hilarious, and, uh, and I and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Because <laughs> you could do one as a spoof and see if people get it, like a completely yeah. untenable song to learn on video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just head or something. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I had some friends in high school. I was in a recording class, mm -hmm. and uh, a couple of them were into those the really technical guitar, learning this really technical riffs, and they just loved it. It's all they would do. And it was just super annoying to record tracks with them because yeah. it would just be the entire song, like trying to facilitate them doing these insane. Yeah. Insane <laughs> <hits>. yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That's, that's, it's a good time though. Uh, so what, uh, <laughs> I do have some more real questions. Uh, what, what would you suggest? Like what's the number one thing someone can do to improve their, a video quality for YouTube, whether that be lighting or recording or just how they present the material yeah. storylining, what would you say? Um, I think one of the big key things is the, the audio quality is super yeah. important. If, if you don't have a decent microphone, get one because they're not that expensive and they will make a world of difference. Because uh, in my experience, if you load up a YouTube video and the sound is pretty rubbish, you, you just kind of stop watching. Um, people can handle things that don't look great, but sound is kind of why you're there to hear things, hear what people have to say. So that, that makes a really big difference getting a microphone. Um, the other thing is there's a website called um, 
canva.com, oh, yeah. which um, provides graphic design for free. All these models and templates for like thumbnails and art and logos and titles. Uh, I think that's one of the best resources I've ever come across. You can customize them however you want and it will make your videos look a lot more professional just by having some really nice artwork included along with them. Oh, okay. Yeah, Canva. I'm surprised you're the first person that's mentioned it, and it's one of the only tools I use every day. Mm, Canva it's is amazing. It's amazing that it's still free with yeah, as many yeah. features as it has. <laughs> I don't even know how they make money. I guess the paid graphics. Are, mm-hmm. um, so how, how, how does that look in your workflow? Are you taking graphics and in the YouTube editor, adding them into your videos, or do you um, do it separately? The main thing, <clears throat> main thing I use them for at the moment is sort of prototyping. I haven't incorporated them in. I've used them for a lot of inspiration in um, uh, sort of thumbnail design, logo design. Um, I've actually used them more for the, my, my bands that I play in for sort of creating uh, posters and logos and the titles and things like that just for sort of advertising us. Um, but I can, I can imagine definitely bringing them in for creating thumbnail titles and creating nice, type, uh, nice artwork on any video essay kind of things I might end up doing. Yeah. Okay. And are you kind of interested now for some of your fans, what, what they, uh, do you share much of your outside life with them or do you talk about much of your, your, your gig schedule? Um, no, very little. Very little. On, that. on Twitter, I, I uh, often talk about um, things like the films I've been watching and the music I've been listening to. I do, yeah. as part of my Patreon, I do do a monthly sort of newsletter which recommends all the sort of new things I've discovered across the month with sometimes mostly music that's related to, but on the bottom yeah. I add, this film was great. This TV show was excellent. I just read this book. Nice. I do things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then how, how, how is that, I guess, uh, how does that play into your, your teaching and your instructionals? Are you regularly traveling with this, the bands you gig with? Is this just local? all around the UK, all around the world. How, what are you? No, uh, it's, it's, it's all local stuff okay. uh, sort of in the area around. I, I'm in three different bands at the moment and they're all okay. just sort of local cover bands. We just have fun playing parties and weddings and pubs and clubs and just things like that. So it's, uh, it's nothing to really brag about. There. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, that's, that's what I was assuming. I wasn't, you know, yeah. I just wasn't sure. Um, Cause actually when you brought it up as part of your regular work schedule, that interested me. I didn't know that you could make any money doing local gigs, but it sounded like you were saying you were making some. Right. I, I have I have read about this. I think it works a bit differently in the UK to the States about oh, okay. earning potential. Yeah. Um, I think because um, if especially with the private parties, we get paid, we can get paid pretty well for them. And if you're doing them more than once a month, then it is quite handy. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is awesome. I'm not sure out here. I've never, I've never done it in the US. I have some friends that did. <laughs> Uh, but I didn't, I didn't know that. So that's pretty cool. Um, and you do that then a couple times a month, a couple times a week. How much um, are you? Normally? Anywhere between twice and five times a month. We'll, we'll gig between the different bands. Yeah. That works out. So that, that keeps, keeps my weekends quite busy. I've got three gigs this weekend coming up Oh wow! on the, on the Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And that's going to be a tiring one because we get home pretty late from there. Yeah. Oh my God. That's that a lot of work. Um, so have you ever, this is totally, uh, not one of my scripted questions. Have you ever 
considered just doing a, a like getting a videographer to like professionally put together or you edit it yourself like you're gigging um like a day in the life of the left-handed guitarist i feel like that'd be so cool to watch yeah it's, it's um it's been vaguely tossed around the idea but yeah. um the the cost of it i don't think at this point we can make it that worth it and uh we we tend to be diy do it ourselves as much as possible so uh yeah. We do. We, for like some gigs, we just set up a video camera in the corner and just leave it running. And uh, we've done that a few times. So eventually we'll have enough material to sort of edit some compilation together of something like that. So yeah, it would be fun to sort of put that on as a, a little gig diary sort of thing to upload that and just let people see that, that side of stuff. Because they're often quite fun. A lot of the yeah. When you get the drunk crowd. and <laughs> <laughs> You can make such good storylines. One of, one of the guys I interviewed talked about, he's telling me that, you know, he's like, you have to do stories. And he was saying that all he does is he has like his life, like a story about what he's doing in his life, a uh, short-term story, like a week or the month. And then his daily story that the vlog is about. So like, <laughs> I just can picture like a gig as like the end point of your, you know, this like mountain you have to climb throughout the video. Like we're going <laughs> to the gig. Like, <laughs> Man, that'd be, yeah, I feel like that'd be such a cool, I don't know, maybe people would hate it. I have no idea. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I want to be respectful of your time here. I just have one more question. What, okay. Uh, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have or you'd recommend to people um, you know, that we didn't talk about? Maybe someone's um, something. Yeah. The, the one, I think one of the biggest things that people don't always realize is the time commitment involved in this stuff. Um, I think that's something to always weigh up. I make video, my videos I make are sort of in the region of two to four minutes a lot of the time. They can take two days to make just one of those videos. Like I'm uh, not working solidly, but I mean, I'll break it up into chunks of several hours at a time and over the course of two days from conception to uploading can take two days, maybe three days sometimes, just these little short videos. And um, people, I think it's easy to forget get that just how much time you have to put into a lot of this stuff i think the quickest i ever made a video was like in an afternoon if i suddenly get inspired to do something and the song isn't very complicated yeah. it'll take me like four or five hours to yeah. finish that usually takes longer than that and it's easy to forget how much time you have to put into this stuff yeah four to five hours for a song length video mm -hmm. that, yeah. that's like the shortest i've ever done it in. <laughs> yeah yeah God, that's that's a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I do put all those graphics on screen. That's what takes the time through all putting all that stuff on screen. If if you don't have any of that, then it's going to be a bit smoother. But there's still all the editing to sort of go through and a lot of research and all this sort of stuff all takes time. Yeah. No, I would think I would think it does. And for the for the editing for the chords, do you have some sort of like how do you how do you place all the individual pictures? Um one at a time pretty much it's just in the software you just i have just have little images little diagrams on the timeline i just drop them in at the points where they need to change along the way it's there's nothing automatic about it it's all manual it all has to be done one at a time but fortunately i have i have most of the diagrams ready made so that i can just slot them in in the right places yeah wow i guess that's easier for a trained musician but to me that seems like <laughs> an impossible task it's yeah it's, it's, i mean it's been streamlined over the years I, I can at the beginning yeah it was a ridiculously difficult process to do but now i'm just used to it now it's quite nice yeah. you just put some music on and do it it's great. let's go yeah, yeah. 
no that's awesome that that's awesome yeah i wouldn't have i would get i would have guessed there was some easier way but that's a lot of work um it probably is but <laughs> that's just yeah. what i've been doing uh, i would also recommend using as much free software as you can get your hands on because there's a lot out there now and it's pretty good what, what sort of, uh, since we're on that topic, what sort of like your tech stack? I know you said Canva. What do, what do you use all for editing and things? Um, editing, I was using Adobe yeah. Premiere mm-hmm. for quite a while. Uh, it's quite expensive. Yeah. So um, there's a free one called DaVinci Resolve, which is a pretty decent editing suite. Um, again, I used to use Photoshop, but it's expensive. So I moved over to the free ones like uh, GIMP and Paint.com, Paint.net, all that kind of stuff. Audio, I do it with Audacity because that's free. And you easy to use so yeah that's basically it nice nice yeah it is it is nice that there's a lot of good quality free stuff now mm-hmm. definitely um well matt thank you for coming on i really i really appreciate the time it was uh it was definitely nice talking to you cheers